Welcome to the Mountain Traditions Project, where we tell stories of people carrying forward Appalachian traditions in our rapidly changing world. I'm Mike Snyder. And I'm Leah Scarpelli. Now, Mike and I have known each other for quite a while because both of us grew up in a small town in Western Maryland called Frostburg. And we wanted to clarify something before we start our first episode. Yeah, so as you may know, uh, there's a couple of ways to pronounce the name of our region. You can say Appalachian, you can say Appalachian, and where we grew up in Western Maryland, more people tend to say Appalachian. But it's also right where the pronunciations start to differ. So for the sake of this podcast, we're going to say Appalachian. And based on what we've learned, that's the way most people say it. Great. So also before we start, Mike, I want to ask you a bit more about the Mountain Traditions Project. You've been working on it for a while now, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, Off and on for the last decade or so, I've been exploring our region and documenting folks are doing some pretty amazing things. And the project now includes 50 different traditions with photos and oral histories and videos and, of course, a podcast. So let's get to our first episode. On a spring day in April, I met up with park ranger Caroline Blizzard, and she was taking a small group of people to a hillside in Garrett County, Maryland, with the sole purpose of finding ramps. Now, ramps are this kind of wild onion that's native to the East Coast, and of course, they're found here in the Appalachian Mountains. The ramps that Caroline finds are then used in a community cook-off. We'll hear more about that later, but for now, we join Caroline on her annual hunt for ramps. So everybody, we go. The goal is each person, one market sack, full-ish. One bag? You can do two, but remember, we gotta clean them later. Whoop whoop! Ramp digging day! So excited. So we're in the mountains of Western Maryland. That's as close as I'm going to give you. Somewhere deep in Garrett County. Um, A well-held secret, digging ramps um, at our traditional ramp patch. So a ramp is the best onion available. So take your thoughts of garlic, your thoughts of leeks, and your thoughts of onions, and put that all into one delicious spring bulb, and that's what a ramp is. Coming fresh from the forest, only available for about two weeks. It's kind of like maple syrup, it's finite, right? Once the, once the sugar in the sap shifts in the maple trees, production's done. Once these guys go to bloom or start to seed, it's over. So you get a really good, you know, it's the freshest, the snow's just off, um, they're just delicious. All right, so we'll go over the process again, mainly for you guys, once we get down there. All right, you ready? Wait, where's the blindfolds? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so ramps really require a specific slope, a specific um, sun to grow, uh, soil pH, a wetness. But as you can see, where they grow, they grow like crazy. And in some places for miles on a mountainside, in the middle of nowhere, down a railroad track that nobody knows about, you know, that's where the ramp patch grows. And watch the wildflowers as you go too. So look at the trout lily blooming. This one right there. Isn't that awesome? They're so pretty. All right, let's start. So everybody's got their own favorite and different tool, as you can see. We've got long shovels, we have crowbars, I have a hori hori knife in here somewhere. You can, you want to spread out. We don't want to look like we've been here, and it'll be easy to not do that. Obviously we're going to see that we've been walking through it, because um, there's a bunch of us, but it will recover. When you sit down, like you decide you're going to dig here, you're going to just pick a few out of this one spot, right, and you're going to leave the rest. So. 
you want to get straight down under the root and if you clip the roots off as you get better at doing this all the better because you're leaving the roots behind and there's your first pile of ramps all right divide and conquer all right go forth does anybody want my hori hori knife or I grew up knowing of a thing called a ramp because my cousins would come and slide a jar across the table to my grandfather and say, here's the yearly ramps. And um, so I knew it existed. I knew it delighted him whenever that ramp jar came. And then we had done our first ramp cook-off and uh, newspapers had picked it up. And some of my grandfather's brothers emailed me and started telling stories. And during that ramp cook-off, old timers were coming same thing, telling the stories. We started a memory book. People were writing down what they remembered of, of ramps. And now when I'm in a, a patch like this, invariably I hear my grandmother at some point talking to me or my grandfather, you know, Uncle Bud is saying, you need some butter and some white bread and make yourself a sandwich. So for me, it really connects to my ancestors. And I think it does that for a lot of people. And I enjoy bringing that back up into the culture and I enjoy bringing it to new folks who maybe don't have that connection to it, but now maybe have it through me. So the secrets to finding a good ramp patch is word of mouth. We never knew this was here. We spend all our time at this camp other than in April and had no idea the patch was here until they said and went, it was like, wow. So someone gave up their secret, which is how we found it. Um, so it's, it's a more coveted thing, but a ramp is a ramp. It's not cultivatable. It doesn't want to grow where it doesn't want to grow. So it, I think it keeps it safer. It protects it a little bit, protects the heritage around what the ramp is. We're not mass producing them in farm fields. You still have to really work to get it and know someone to do it. Um, climate wise, it seems to be doing pretty good. Um, what climate change will do to it, I don't, it's yet to be seen. I mean, it's very specific. It's habitat, it's temperatures, it's specific everything. And the specific everything is changing for a lot of species. So I don't know that anybody's looked at the ramps or have noticed it yet. We haven't here, but it's hard to say what the future's gonna bring in terms of that. Whenever you guys feel like it, being done, we're probably good. The more you pick, the better the ice cream. What we're making this morning are some hash browns and ramps. Um, we call them rampy hash browns. I'm also going to be frying up some eggs. Uh, with ramps and some poblano peppers. So just give everybody a little taste on a beautiful morning and start the day off right with some ramps and eggs. So we're at the Deep Creek Lake State Park Discovery Center. Um, we're at the 18th annual ramp cook-off. Um, I made a ramp and bacon jam. We have made um, food in balls, but we mix ramps and cover them in breadcrumbs and fried them. We have, um, this is a version of an old German potato pancake recipe. And they're potato cheddar ramp pancakes with ramp butter on top of them, which is just real butter with the ramp leaves in it, and some of the ramp balls too. And this is cream cheese ramp dip to get with the crackers. This year I'm making a uh, Mexican street corn fritter. Uh, there's some ramps in it, uh, it's just corn and masa. Lime and chili with the ramps, of course, and a little water. And fry it up in a pan. 
we always judge on rampiness and we it became pretty clear early that a raw ramp is inherently rampier than a cooked ramp so we divided into two categories and now we have a cooked and a raw ramp category and the winner takes home a coveted uh, jar of pickled ramps from last year's season so they've been stewing for a year and they get the pickled ramps and a certificate and bragging rights for a year hopefully that's worth something <laughs>